Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is your host Meenu Sareen with the 13th episode of the Blockchain in Public Sector series. This is the penultimate episode in the series. And uh, so in this one, I will mainly summarize some of the learnings in the series. Over the last several episodes, I have shared quite a few examples from multiple geographies. And these examples, they span various public sector initiatives which have been anchored in blockchain. Things like the land title registry, the traceability of the agri-produce, the disbursement of public funds and subsidies, secure data exchange, credentials verification, decentralized identity, and a few others. Now, as with any new technology, the tech adoption also has its teething phases. In these phases, you can see, sense as, um, there's an apprehension, a kind of a wait and watch. How do I get the benefits that a new tech can deliver without incurring the associated risks? And from these initial blockchain projects, we see a few common characteristics which stand out, and I consider them as the learnings for the simple reason that these may help to provide a perspective to the entities which are on the adoption threshold. And uh, let me outline a few here. As I have already previously shared the details, I will, in this particular episode, just give you the bullet points, a kind of rattling them off from my list. Now, some of the common characteristics of the initial blockchain projects picked up by the public sector. Number one, they are the ones with mature services. And uh, typical features in them, they include things like your low stakeholder complexity, more of a centralized governance. They have clearly defined needs and they have as partners, very strong tech partners and active public entities. The next one is that where there exists a need for a single time and a single window of providing information by the stakeholders where you have a once-only principle. These services, they leverage the spectrum of functionalities of blockchain, which is transparency, immutability, smart contracts, distributed ledger, cryptographic security, the whole gamut of the functionalities that you associate with blockchain, these services have leveraged it. Most of these implementations, they are with uh, a hybrid governance architecture. Uh, when I say hybrid, it is neither a pure private, neither a pure public. So the private is could be permissioned or permissionless and along with the public one. And in most of these cases, or I can say even that uh, in all of them, the private data is stored off the public chain. Another one is that there is no disintermediation of the existing public entities. They are either complementary or they partially substitute the existing public services. In all of them, the ease of integration with the legacy systems has been a major consideration. And it's found that the implementation is served well by the organizational and the political autonomy, coupled with a very convenient web interface for use by the citizens. Something which uh, the user interface is something like which can make the underlying technology invisible to the users. Now, most of these above, these points which I have uh, just mentioned, now most of these may sound contradicting to the ones which are which one would link 
as the most promising areas or the areas which are most conducive for leveraging blockchain. That is, lack of transparency and trust, complex governance, inefficiencies due to intermediaries, and so on. However, I see this contradiction more as a matter of a technology testing and as an adoption catalyst. So you cannot start straight away with something which is absolutely decentralized, something which is completely a public blockchain, something which is completely transparent. You have to have some kind of a transition thing there. Now, let me list a few points which we need to keep in mind at the blockchain implementation. Not all transactions are equally suitable for the blockchain applications. For example, the finite life transactions are more amenable than others. And early planning and the identification of the most applicable use cases is cited as a key success factor. We need to ensure the sanctity of the blockchain data as a single source of truth at the blockchain implementation time. There is no point in having or recording a recording an ambiguous data in your blockchain. The processes may require changes and there are implementation costs. So it would serve well if we have a clear shared view of the requirements for the requisite project success and outcomes. And when I say the shared view, that is shared amongst all the relevant stakeholders. Integration with the legacy systems is not a choice, but it is a given requirement for the adoption at scale. Apply modularity and the interoperability for the solution sustainability. Smart contracts are strong instruments. However, they are not a silver bullet. So they do have some existing limitations. The core challenge now, it remains in the operational and regulatory sphere rather than on the technical. And having said that though, do not underestimate the level of the blockchain awareness and the capabilities which are required across the stakeholders. And on this, I must say that uh, even today, when people, when you use the term blockchain, people, they immediately think of a cryptocurrency. But blockchain is much, much more than the crypto tokens through which they became uh, kind of popular amongst the general population. Now, while agencies may initiate the blockchain use to feed existing processes for transparency, for enhancement, they are likely to evolve towards exploring new capabilities, new data sets, etc., which were not previously envisioned. So have an open mind when you're doing going in for blockchain. Now, successful models are increasingly being data-driven. Data creation, data ownership, management, storage, leverage, all of them are turning vital. Blockchain coupled with the other technologies like you have AI, IoT, sensors, and the smart electronics, they can all catalyze the novel uses and adoption. And lastly, I would say that just as a government builds the roads, the highways, etc., it provides its residents, the citizens, with a mobility infrastructure. And on top of that, the individuals and the businesses, they build up things over that. They build up buildings, X, Y, Z, and so forth. Similarly, the government needs to envisage a blockchain along with other technologies, but it, want, it needs to envisage a blockchain digital foundational structure with some basic building blocks. And on top of that, the different entities, whether it is the public sector, other public sector entities or the private ones, they built up various applications on top of it. 
and I would uh, cite, for example, a decentralized identity and an identity management as one of the building blocks. Another one would be a secure data exchange, and there could be others. So we need that basic blockchain foundational infrastructure. So these were some of the learnings from all the examples, etc., which we had gone through in the earlier episodes. The next episode is going to be the last one in the series. And uh, in that, I will do a wrap up with a summary. So thank you for the listen and do stay safe. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review. Like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at minu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thank you.